This is Donna Skogland, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 149. I recently gave a workshop on overcoming imposter syndrome, and I thought I would share that with you here on the podcast because I think it's something that so many of you struggle with, and I have some helpful tips that could be useful. So, first of all, let's just define what imposter syndrome is. And for the record, I actually hate that term. I hate that we have a label for a series of thoughts and emotions that most people actually experience at some point. And what if that's just a normal thing and not a syndrome? (laughs) Before the purposes of, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say imposter syndrome. So just to give it that term so we don't have to explain all the different aspects of it. So it is a psychological pattern where individuals doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. It's often accompanied by fear of rejection and failure, insecurity, anxiety, and self-doubt, and can hinder personal and professional growth. So why do we have it? Why is it such a common thing? The number one cause of imposter syndrome is actually social media. Before 2010, there were years in the Google search world where the term barely even showed up. Then social media comes along and everyone shows their perfect, perfectly curated lives, all filtered, all flawless, perfectly curated. And then we start to compare and despair and we think, oh, I don't look like her, I don't have the success like her, and insecurity starts to build up. So that is the number one reason. Another big reason is your own conditioning from childhood. So if you came from a family with very high expectations or parents that were overly critical, then you have been programmed with some aspect of not being good enough. And it's possible that you are just a beginner. You are still building your skills. You don't have a lot of experience. You just started. So of course, you're going to experience some insecurity and self-doubt. And finally, you're not practicing what you preach. Now, this is not the same as being perfect. No one is perfect. No one is going to do exactly what they teach 100% of the time. But are you doing your best to walk your talk? And I think if you're not, then I think as coaches, whether you're a health coach, life coach, or someone that is teaching people how to improve their lives in some way, shape, or form, you should be doing the work yourself, on yourself, and leading by example. So there are several ways that imposter syndrome shows up. The first one is a lot of hiding. So this is for specifically entrepreneurs that are, you know, really need to market themselves. So if you're not marketing yourself, you're not making offers, you're not putting yourself out there because of fear of being judged, fear of rejection, and fear of failure. You are over-consuming instead of creating. You spend more time learning, reading, scrolling, listening to podcasts, 
taking programs, trainings, than actually creating any of those things. And I think we, you know, we need to have a balance of both. We always want to be learning and improving our skills, but at the same time, we need to be practicing the skills that we do have so that we can refine them. Perfectionism. You get stuck in analysis paralysis, procrastination, overthinking, obsessing about how things look like your resume or your branding or imagery, photos, your website, things that really don't matter. People put so much emphasis on these external superficial things. And I mean, I won't say they don't matter at all. I think they do matter because people will make judgment calls based on how things look. And we want to be portrayed as, you know, our our outer image should reflect the inner, but it ultimately is not as important in my eyes. I think a lot of people that do that work would probably argue with me, but that's a belief that I've had. And I've always put less emphasis on that external stuff than just, you know, the quality of the content that I teach and the quality of my coaching than my branding, my colors, my photos. And the final one is critical self-talk. So the not enough narrative is strong and persistent, which creates a lot of shame, self-doubt, and low self-worth. So the costs of imposter syndrome are quite high. And this is why it is something I think that if you are struggling with this, then really what I'm going to talk about and the tips I'm going to give you are important to use because when you allow imposter syndrome to hold you back and keep you small and hide and not put yourself out there, then you're you're ultimately not getting the experience necessary to improve and to become an expert, a true expert. And you don't help the people who need you. You don't make the impact you're meant to make. I believe that if you have a desire to create something, do something, help people, that's what you're meant to do. And it is up to you to overcome the self-doubt and build the confidence and the courage so that you can do your work in the world. And then finally, you don't fail enough because success is built on a really giant pile of failures. So you need to actually seek out the failures, seek out the rejections because you can learn from each and every one. So the the biggest way that I see people try to overcome imposter syndrome is to take more certifications and trainings and fill their brains with more information, thinking that if they know more, then they will feel more competent and feel like they, they know enough to be able to do the work. But That is not actually what works because I have seen this so many times where people will take more trainings, more courses, read more books, listen to more podcasts, and still have the same lack of belief in themselves. So we have to address the lack of belief. So the key is to reprogram these beliefs that are causing you to feel the anxiety, self-doubt, and security. Now, the subconscious beliefs, again, these are the ones that maybe were created 
in childhood, if you had parents that you know, never told you that you were never doing good enough or always criticizing you or judging you, you are going to have these beliefs of not, you know, maybe low self-worth. And these subconscious beliefs, whether they came from childhood or from something else, they drive 95% of your life. And I've talked about this a lot on the podcast before. 95% of your attitudes, habits, perspectives, identities, memories, beliefs are coming from your subconscious programs. And they influence the thoughts, behaviors, and emotions, often without your awareness. And they ultimately create the results in your life. So one way to start to uncover what these subconscious beliefs are, are to look at your current results. So when we're talking about imposter syndrome and when it shows up professionally, things to look at are your revenue, the number of people you've helped, the number of people that are in your world, followers, people on your email list, the content that you've created, blog posts, podcasts, social media posts, programs. These are the results that have come from your beliefs, from your thoughts, from your actions. So they are a very good indicator of what is happening in your subconscious mind. So if you want to change your results, you must change your beliefs, 100%. So there are four steps to overcoming imposter syndrome. And the four steps are number one, awareness. Number two, self-compassion. Number three, shifting your perspective. And number four, reprogramming your subconscious mind. So the first step, awareness, is always the first step in creating any change because you can't change something that you're not aware of. So if this is something that if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, think about the last time this came up for you. Where were you? What were you doing? What was happening that turned on imposter syndrome? So there are triggers. So the subconscious mind often gets activated through triggers. We hear something, we say something, we see something. And when I was teaching this workshop, I was at, uh, it was an event called the Business Boot Camp. And one of the people said that when they were walking up the stairs, they saw the sign that said something about professional. And she had a flash of her dad saying, criticizing her, saying something to her in her mind. And then the thought she had right after that trigger was, am I dressed professionally enough? And her business specifically is putting her photography on clothes. So she takes pictures of crystals and then puts those on clothes. And so she was wearing this hoodie with these really vibrant colors and it was a reflection of her own artwork and her you know basically she was she was truly being her she was a product of her product and this thought flashed through her mind and it created a lot of insecurity so for you when you think about that last time what happened what was the thought that flashed through your mind did you think about your a parent or maybe someone in your past that criticized you or something that happened, a failure, a a setback, a rejection. So you want to identify what turns on imposter syndrome for you. 
And then try to identify the specific thought. So for example, with this woman, she the thought was, am I dressed professionally enough? Which really, the subtext of that is, I'm not dressed professionally enough. So we want to find out what is that often unconscious. There's like the conscious thought, but then there's the unconscious thought underneath that. Like, I am not professional. And then what emotion does that create? And then from that emotion, what do you do? What are the actions you take when you're feeling insecure, when you're filled with self-doubt or worthlessness? Likely, you are not showing up confidently. You're not putting yourself out there. You're not taking risks. You're not trying things or making offers. And so you want to see what you are creating through these subconscious thoughts, feelings, and actions. So once you create a whole lot of awareness around what's happening, what you're thinking and feeling and doing, and the trigger, then it's a really important to just pause and have some self-compassion. And I don't think enough of us do this. And we often just feel we, we are so critical of our own brains and we think our brain is our own worst enemy. But the truth is, your brain is just trying to keep you safe. So we can just be thankful for our brain that thinks it's doing something positive for us, thinks it's helping us survive. And instead of succumbing to the inner critic, just remind yourself of this, that, okay, my brain just is trying to keep me safe and prevent me from some sort of perceived pain. And so it's just stuck in some outdated programming that isn't helpful anymore. So that's important to understand that this is normal and it's just because we have these thoughts, I'm not professional, I'm not qualified, I'm not good enough, doesn't mean they're true. So the third step is to really shift your perspective and really prove those thoughts wrong. See, we want to challenge these thoughts. Is it absolutely true? Can I 100% know that it's true? What other perspective is possible? What am I not noticing? What am I not acknowledging? These are the questions you want to ask yourself when thoughts of imposter syndrome show up. Now, I taught a tool called the Thought Ladder. And this is a very powerful tool from, for changing your thoughts. And often we, um, a common mistake that I see people make is they just chant affirmations or they just repeat affirmations where they just tell themselves, I, I am worthy. I am good enough. But the subconscious belief is the complete opposite. So our brain cannot do a 180. It's too big of a change. So we want to slowly and incrementally improve the thoughts. So my favorite way to do this is just to add the thought, I notice I'm thinking. So for example, with this, with the woman who came to the boot camp, she could just remind herself, I notice I'm thinking that I'm not dressed professionally enough. Adding those words before the thought gives you some distance from that thought. It disidentifies from that thought, and it helps you remember that this is just a thought. This is just a belief. It is not a fact. And it starts to allow you to disentangle from that belief. And then you might, once you've 
practice that thought for a while, then you might add in, I notice, or it's possible that I am dressed professionally. Or what if I am dressed professionally for my work, for the people that I want to attract or the my ideal clients? So the thought ladder is basically you start with the current thought, I'm not dressed professionally, and then you add in, I notice I'm thinking, and then the next best thought above that is maybe it's possible that, or what if, and then eventually we slowly step our way up the ladder towards the goal thought, which is I am dressed professionally, just in that example. So you want to practice these new thoughts until they become automatic. And then you want to look for evidence to support what you want to believe. So a really great tip is to keep a folder of positive feedback, testimonials, praise that people give you. So I have a folder in my email. So whenever I get an email, I just put it right in that folder. And that can be somewhere you go when you're feeling specifically insecure and really just lacking confidence and feeling low and feeling, you know, you're kind of spinning in those thoughts. So you can look for evidence for the opposite. Another really great practice is to write down your wins regularly. And I know I talk about this all the time because I think it's such a valuable habit that's actually been proven to increase happiness. So that could look like at the end of each day, what went well today? At the end of each week, what are the wins? At the end of each month, year, the more often the better. And then when there is a failure, you want to turn those wins into lessons learned. Sorry, you want to turn the failures into wins by reflecting on the lessons learned. And we don't only want to celebrate the wins and when things go well, but we also want to celebrate effort and progress, no matter how small. Because anything that gets, any habit that gets rewarded gets reinforced. This is a big aspect of habit change. The one way to create a habit is every habit that gets rewarded, we want to repeat. So we can create that reward ourselves by just taking a moment to acknowledge ourselves. And then finally, practicing gratitude. So gratitude always shifts the focus from lack to abundance. Another really powerful tool for overcoming imposter syndrome is to build your support network. And this should include a mix of peers, so people on the same level as you, and then people above you. So people, you know, a few steps above you or and then people that are just like feel like unattainable. Like you will never ever achieve the kind of success, but still expose yourself to them because ultimately we want to expose ourselves to their thoughts and their mindset and learn from how they think and how they you know, their own their perspectives because that is ultimately what created their success. And then having coaches, mentors that can provide guidance and support and encouragement. So women especially need more encouragement than men. So if you are a coach or if you are someone that mentors people, keep that in mind. 
And a coach can also help you reveal those blind spots. So when I come, someone comes to me and is, you know, struggling with confidence, I will help them see the places where they either are confident already or help them feel that and find that within themselves. So really think about who are these supportive individuals for you and your life. And then the final step is to reprogram your subconscious mind. Permanent change requires rewiring your brain. You really need to replace these old neural pathways of not good enough, not competent enough, not professional enough with new ones and start operating from those new beliefs. So right now you have these old neural pathways that are creating the same habits of thinking, feeling, and acting. And the brain is deserved to conserve, the brain is wired to conserve energy. So it's prefers to just keep thinking the same thing day after day. And that's why it can be challenging to change because we want to change, but our brain just keeps offering us the same old thoughts and feelings. Self-directed neuroplasticity, which is something that I teach my clients in my one-on-one coaching and the Pleasure Project program, is this ability to change our brain and create new neural pathways. And the brain is reprogrammed through repetition and emotion. So it's not enough, like I said, to just repeat affirmations, because if it doesn't have genuine emotion attached to it, it's like water off a duck's back. It doesn't stick. Hypnosis is also a very, very powerful tool because what hypnosis does is it gets you into the brainwave state where you can change your brain more effectively and it helps you access the subconscious mind. And it's scientifically proven to be one of the fastest ways to change your subconscious beliefs and I think the most most fun. So I have a special resource for you, listener, and I created a Confidence hypnosis, and that previously this has only been available to my Pleasure Project program clients, but I would like to give it to you as a free gift. And that link is in the show notes. So you can just go there and download it and listen to it. I highly recommend listening to this at the end of the day before you go to bed. It's a great way to fall asleep or in the morning or really anytime, but it will get you into a deeply relaxed state because that is the state of mind where the the brain is most malleable. So to recap, the four steps to overcoming imposter syndrome are self-awareness, self-compassion, shifting your perspective, really challenging those thoughts, and then reprogramming your subconscious mind and using something like the confidence hypnosis to do that. I hope this was helpful. If you are struggling with imposter syndrome, I would love to hear from you. So reach out, let me know how this shows up in your life. If you are trying any of these tips, uh, how they are going, if you like the hypnosis, if you want more of that stuff, let me know. And I will talk to you soon. Oh, real quick, I am offering a free masterclass next Friday, March 8th, I believe, on the art of self-care. And this is all about the daily rhythm of Ayurveda. So this is foundational habits and what I call the Thrive Blueprint for Optimal Health. So I hope you join me. I'll also put that link in the show notes and I will talk to you soon.